You're listening to the Centre Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message recorded live from our Burgess Hill campus. So last year didn't turn out as you hoped. Things took a turn, a bump, a darkened sky. And at times it may have seemed there was no hope. But here's the good news. Our God is the God of fresh starts. Our God is the God of new beginnings. Our God brings new mercies, new compassions, not just once a year, not just when things are bad, but every single morning. This year has been tough. And for many of us, things will never be the same. But we are here, breathing, maybe smiling, or crying, or shouting, or laughing. But we are here, feeling. Maybe fighting, or cheering, or seeking, or grieving, we are here, living, we are not alone, our God is here, our God is with us, and our God is the God of new creations. Facebook, surprise, surprise, um, yesterday, and it said, someone posted a, a picture which said, our hope is not in the new year, but in the one who makes all things new. I thought it's just a nice little simple phrase, but actually it's, it's so true, isn't it? You know, often at this time of year, we take a moment to pause and to reflect, um, and people often take the time between Christmas and New Year off work if you can and um, I know it's not possible for everyone but um, a lot of people do that and watch some terrible movies normally. Did anyone watch a terrible movie over Christmas? A num- that nods like a number of terrible movies. Like a, yeah, I watched one or two. Um, and sometimes we can look back over the past year as, as whether it's been good or bad um, and assess the things that we've said and thought or done. You know, how have I lived over this past year? And perhaps the things we didn't say or that we didn't do, uh, maybe those are the things that stick in our mind. And we have the opportunity to reflect on those things and to contemplate whether or not we would do things differently 
you know, if we were to live out 2016 again, would we do it the same way or would we do things differently? Maybe in our relationships, maybe in our work lives, in our social lives, maybe in our relationship with God. But ultimately, it's, today is just another day. And in and of itself, it doesn't carry any significance. Um, I didn't feel any different when I woke up in 2017 than when I went to bed in 2016. But as a society, we've placed a significance on, on this day, haven't we? And we've made it important and special. And it, it makes sense for us to do that. It's, it's like a reset, pushing a reset button a little bit, isn't it? Um, we take the time out of our lives to reflect and often resolve to change. We make these resolutions, don't we? Has anyone ever made a New Year's resolution? Yeah? Ever made, has anyone ever kept a New Year's resolution? You've, for a whole year, Greg, have you kept it? Yeah. For a whole year? What, what was Can you mind saying what it was? To give up smoking. To give up smoking. That's a really good one. That's fantastic. Thank you. It kind of ruins my point that I'm going to make. <laughs> um, I'll, just, I'll just reflect it on myself then. Um, you know, I've often made New Year's resolutions, whether it's been to the classic. And I, I don't normally say them out to people, but I make them kind of in myself. Um, really, it's just putting off a diet for an extra week. That's the main one. Um, whether it's to lose weight or to join the gym, or maybe it's something, maybe it could be something for you like learning a language or um, learning to play an instrument or something like that. Um, or perhaps to read the Bible in a year. That's always a, that's always a good one that gets to about March. And then you're like, oh, I'm in Leviticus. I don't know how the timing works out, but... Anyway, you're, you're in like the, the really fun bits and um, sometimes it, it drops off a little bit. You know, they can be great motivators, New Year's resolutions, can't they, for January um, and even sometimes February. But once it gets into it later in the year, we often find ourselves needing other motivation to keep going and keep doing um, what, we, what we're wanting to be doing. And to achieve that goal that we want to achieve, that one day where we've said, this year I'm going to do this, it doesn't last long enough. It doesn't give us that motivation that we need um, to, to continue going. And then at the end of the year, we're looking back and saying, oh, well, I probably need to lose weight again this year. Or I probably need to try the reading my Bible in a year again, which I didn't manage last year. Or You know, it's, it can be the same things year on year that we that we kind of focusing on. We're no further along than we were at the start. Um, and we got that aching feeling that if only this year could end and a new one could begin, I'll be a new person. Like that one day shift. We'll just, I can change, I can do this new thing. Kind of gives us encouragement in that sense. Um, but I've got two biblical responses really that I wanted to just share with us about that. Um, as we bring in the new year and the first well I'm not going to say first and second because they kind of flow into each other a little bit but I want to share that we're called to be here we're called to be present and that also that we're called to join the revolution and those are my those are my two points really of course 
it's not wrong for us to set goals. It's not wrong for us to say this thing or that thing or that habit or whatever it is needs to change about me and I need to shift something. Um, and I understand that the idea of doing a New Year's resolution at the end of this time of just reflecting and, and going, okay, let's think about this. What really is it that I need to change? Is often an outworking of, of that thought process. But I think that we often fall short of those because they're too far removed from where we are now. And that leads me to this point about saying that we, we're called to be here. What I mean is that we're called to participate in life, in the journey, in our relationship with God. And Jesus said in Matthew 7, verse 24, he said that anyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And this is right at the end of his Sermon on the Mount where he's gone on for three chapters. I don't think they measured time in chapters in those days. But he's gone on for like three chapters about all sorts of different stuff. And it's amazing. Now, there's this book about this big just on the Sermon on the Mount that I've, that I've seen when I was at Bible college. There was a book about this big just on those three chapters. Um, at the end, of, almost to the end of that, he says, anyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The key to that phrase, the key to being like the wise man is to put the words into practice. In other words, participating in the journey, being truly present. You may have heard this illustration before, but I'm going to share it with you again. And if you've not, it's a good one. Um, if my parents were to say to me, and this is when I'm younger, they don't say this to me now. Um, if they were to say to me, go and clean your room. They wouldn't expect me to come back to them a couple of hours later and say, Mum, Dad, I memorised what you said to me. You said, go and clean your room. And I'm not going to go back to them and say, um, Hey, Dad, I can say, go and clean your room in Greek. Listen. And it wouldn't really work too much if I said, Hey, Mum, tonight, me and my friends are going to gather round um, and we're going to discuss what you really meant when you said go and clean your room. And we'll chat about, we'll have some tea and coffee and um, maybe some biscuits. And we'll have a chat about what did you really mean when you said go and clean your room. Because that's not going to go down too well. It wouldn't in my house anyway, I know that. Um, but we do that with Jesus, don't we? We read his words and we say... Okay, so what did he really mean? What did he really mean when he said, put my words into practice? Maybe he meant read about them. Do you know what I mean? We, we kind of do that, don't we? we um, it's interesting. And he says in Luke um, 6, verse 46, Jesus says, Why do you say, Lord, Lord, and don't do what I say? You see, he wants us to put into practice what he asks of us. And yet, oftentimes we can make it so complicated. We can set up these grand plans to do this or to do that, and our New Year's resolutions can be these contributors to do this or do that, you know. Um, but they don't work for us because we focus, I think, on the wrong things. We focus 
on the past and we focus on the future. But we miss the bit in the middle, the journey, the, the here, the present. We miss the, the mundane, the step-by-step, the, the waking up in the morning a little bit earlier and actually making sure you read the Bible that day or, you know, whatever it might be. That's not the exciting stuff. The exciting stuff seems to be the, the destination. And we focus on the stuff that we want to leave behind. I don't want to be like this anymore. I want to be like this. But we forget that getting from here to here requires a journey. In Isaiah um, chapter 43, it says, Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I'll make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. In other words, I think he's saying that God is doing something new. And when is he doing it? He says, now. He says, now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? See, often we don't perceive the new things now because in the now, it seems only to spring forth. God doesn't reveal the rivers in the desert when it springs forth. You know, as mighty rivers flow, they, they often start from tiny little sources Or as a mighty oak grows from a a tiny little acorn, planting that tiny little acorn in the ground, and the the oak tree grows. See, there's a journey in that growth. There's a journey in the river going from this tiny little spring to this massive torrent. And from start to finish, it involves participation. And it's the same in our lives. We're called to participate in the journey of faith. Because if we focus on the big thing that's the result of this thing that springs forth, often it looks too big. And if we focus on the stuff of the past, often it takes us away from taking those steps along the journey, from taking those steps and growing in faith, growing in God. See, we we ought not to focus on the mistakes of the past but also not to be too overwhelmed by the future, by the thing that God's got for us. I don't know if you've ever found that where you are now, if you'd have known like 10 years ago that God was going to take you on this journey and you're going to be where you are now, you'd be like, flipping heck, that's pretty scary. Like I know for me, um, I was looking back um, just this last week and I found a, t-shirt from when I was doing my year out when I was 18 had the the branding on there and stuff it looked really dated now thought it was cool at the time um but and it still fits that's good um (laughs) but if I was to look back then when I was 18 to now what I'm doing when I'm 30 over that period of time I would not have thought that I would have come on the journey that I've I've come on and arrived at the destination at which I've arrived. And I'm sure in another 10 years' time, if I was to look at that again, I'd be shocked at just the direction that that God's taken me in and and the way that he's directed um, my path. 
But it takes that mundane, it takes that journey, it takes that step by step. I want to, as we, as we look into participation in the journey, I want to call us to join the revolution. You ready? You've got your flags and like trumpets and stuff. I'm just, I'm just imagining like um, Les Miserables. That's how they say it in English. Maver's not here, so I can get away with that. Um, no, as I want to call us to join the revolution. You see, New Year's resolutions are personal things, aren't they? They're something that I, I make, a decision that I make that I'm going to change about myself. They're often our attempts to make a new me, create a new me. But we know that in Christ, there's actually a bigger reality. The Apostle Paul says that we've been created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God's prepared for us in advance to do. We've been created to join in this thing that's bigger than us, bigger than ourselves, to participate in it. But what do those good works look like for me, for you? What's God's plan for our year for 2017. How should we join with that? See, the Bible often talks about a new creation. Have you ever come across that before? A restoration of the things in this world that seem broken and torn apart. Isaiah puts it like this. He says, See, I will create new heavens and a new earth. The former things will not be remembered nor will they come to mind. And in Revelation, the Lord says that he's making all things new. There's like a theme of newness, both Old Testament and New Testament. And it's a newness that we bear witness to as Christians. We've become kind of aware of this newness, of, of this kingdom of God being kind of different to the kingdom that we, we see around us. I don't know if any of you have ever experienced that in in what you've what you perceive or how you see things. See, there's in in Second Corinthians five it says, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone and the new is here. I wonder whether we could maybe look at it like this. The the death and resurrection of Jesus ushers in, brings in a new kingdom, the kingdom of God. And this is the kingdom that Jesus spent his ministry, his teaching and his preaching talking about. He's saying, you know, the kingdom of God's at hand. He's declaring to people that the kingdom's here. There's, it might not look, to it, look like it to you guys, but the kingdom's here and let, let me tell you about it. And this, this kingdom was revealed in in Jesus Christ, through his life and through his ministry, and also through his death and his resurrection. At the resurrection, Jesus is raised to new life and in this new glorious body, and the, the one in which he ascended to heaven. And we who've accepted Christ are called new creations. The old has gone and the new has come. And elsewhere, it says that we've been clothed with Christ. 
Or another way of putting it is that we are witnesses to the world that the status quo is not how it has to be. The way that you think it is, Mr. World, um, is not how it is. There's a different kingdom. There's a kingdom of God. Romans 8 tells us that we're co-heirs with Christ. Children of God. And we know this by the Spirit of God, which testifies with our spirit that we're children of God. We're new creations. And so, if we are new creations, we're witnesses to the world that God has changed and transformed. We're witnesses to the new thing that God is doing. Remember Isaiah saying, well, God saying through Isaiah, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs forth, do you not perceive it? We're witnesses to that new thing because we're in Christ. We've been changed, we've been transformed. And in all of that, we're called to live the way of the kingdom. Not just resolve for a new year to change ourselves, but to join the revolution in the way that the world is. At Jesus' death and resurrection, there was a twist, a shift. Everything that we thought was one way was actually shifted upside down this most dishonorable death on a cross was shifted to be the way that God brought honor and glory to his son in Ephesians Paul gives us the reason that we've been created in Christ Jesus he says to do the good works that God has planned for us and oftentimes we ask that question, what's God's plan for my, for my life? And I, I kind of think it's pretty simple. Um, you may disagree with me, but this is, this is my take on it. Um, to, it's to follow, the, to, yeah, to follow the teachings of Jesus, to do the good things set before us. Um, there may be times in, in certain contexts where you're you kind of looking for guidance on, you know, is, is this direction that I'm, you know, opportunity or something that I'm feeling to go in is this where you want me to go God and and that kind of thing but in every context that we're in there's a call on our lives to to live out the kingdom of God in every context you're a new creation the spirit of God is inside us it's inside you it's inside me guiding us during those situations and we carry in his presence with us, aren't we? We're called. We're called to join with him in this new creation. To participate with him. To bear witness to. And actively to work out the new creation right here and right now on earth. It might just look like springs and trickles and, and shoots breaking forth. It might not look like at all like anything's happening. It might look like you, you've planted an acorn seed. Acorn? Not an acorn seed, an actual acorn. Um, it might look like you've planted an acorn and you're watering it and, and it kind of looks like nothing's happening. But that's kind of the point. See, we'd be overwhelmed 
with the magnitude of the kingdom of God if we saw it in all its fullness. You don't plant a full tree. You can't. You kind of can't do it. It's not, well, not one of you anyway. I mean, they get these massive um, JCBs in and all that and transport one from another place and all. And the roots are huge and it's just it's a bit of a nightmare, really. But you can, you, that tickled you. You can plant an acorn and you can water it and you, you can see it grow. It might not look like there's much new creation, there's much kingdom of God around. As you look around, it might be like, what's, where is it? Like, where is this, this kingdom? Why am I not seeing the place transformed? But it's part of the journey, and we're called to be part of that journey. We want to see that kingdom come in all its fullness. But we're called to the step by step. We're called to the everyday. We're called to making that that difference to those people that we come into contact with. I think we'd be overwhelmed with the magnitude of the kingdom if we saw it. And it's a bit like a New Year's resolution in that it can be too big for us to really conceive. Like, how are we going to get there? You kind of, sometimes you can have all that motivation to go for it and then it's just like, but it's just, it's just so big and then nothing happens right away and you kind of lose heart and go, might as well just give up then. Might as well not bother. But actually we're called step by step. The reality is that participation in Christ involves us moving step by step towards that glorious new creation that God's prepared for us. And that's what I mean when I've talked about joining the revolution, because everything has changed. Ultimately, that's the reality. You know, where, or oh, death is your victory, where, or oh, death is your, is your sting. The reality is that we will be raised to new life in Christ. That's clear for us to see. It's exemplified by Christ's resurrection. He ushered in that new kingdom. Since the cross, since the resurrection, since the sending of the Spirit, the birth of the church, the world has changed and will never be the same again. And we're the ones who bear witness to that. We're the ones that ultimately know about it. We're the ones who, you've heard the phrase of like having your eyes opened to like being, becoming aware of, of God, becoming aware of, of who God is, becoming aware of what he's done. And it's kind of like we're, we're walking around with our eyes open. We're walking around carrying the presence of God. And we're called to build his kingdom. You know, there may be people that come across your path day to day, week to week. There may be someone on the way home that ultimately we're called to share God's kingdom with them. We don't look back at the past and say we're making resolutions to be better this year. We join the revolution that God started. 
in Jesus and is continuing in, in each one of us. Where ultimately everything changes. And it's not about me and my life. It's not about any one of us and our, and our own sort of things that we do. But it's about God's plan to transform this, this whole world. To transform the whole of creation. The revolution in which God is making everything right. God is making all things new. God is restoring and recreating and redeeming all things. And that's the revolution that he's calling us to join. The the revolution of God is one in which we're all called to participate. In something bigger than ourselves. In something bigger than a new day's come so I'm making it, or a new year's come so I'm making a resolution to, to do something better for myself. Imagine a world in which the concern was less about us and more about his kingdom. Let's let this year be an opportunity. And I want us to maybe take this thought away with us that God is calling each and every one of you, me included, to join with him in this revolution, to join his plan to bring about his kingdom. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast at Centre Church. One church passionately loving God and people in Burgess Hill and Brighton. To get the latest news or for any other information, check out our website at www.centrechurch.uk.